Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my first impressions of Season of the Chosen after about five hours of playtime yesterday after reset. If you're listening in the other locations, you can always catch me live Monday through Friday. Uh, just go to SNTRlive.com. SNTRlive.com will bring you to my YouTube channel where we do these live streams, and you can take part in our daily polls as well as Q&A. So my impressions are actually good. I'm not going to get super hyped and kind of oversell the product here, but I went into this season anticipating it being better and more in line with how I play. I, I do have a, a bias in this in that the structure of Beyond Light was very off-putting for me. And when I sort of got some impressions and sort of the, you know, the the thoughts of what Season of the Chosen was going to look like, I was like, I might actually play more in Season of the Chosen. So I'm going to break it down. I'm going to talk about the loot because there was, there was loot in here that kind of surprised a lot of people. I'm going to talk about the content loop because the content loop is a little weird. And then I want to end by talking about the story. So... Season of the Chosen is underway, and many are already weighing in on the various systems, activities, and the loot pools inside the brand new season. Most of what I have heard is more positive than negative, while some predictable gripes remain. Overall, I am pleased with the beginning of this season, and I hope things continue in a steady increase of quality and quantity with content loops that are easy to lean into. That's really the main thing that I'm going to focus on with some of my criticism, but I do want to talk a little bit about loot. We had a little bit of a debate this morning about the loot. At first blush, the available weapons to pursue actually seems fairly high for a $10 season. In some respects, the game feels more full than it did in Beyond Light. Granted, there are reissued weapons in the mix. I mean, it's not all brand new weapons, but many of the new perk combinations are solid and worth chasing. It feels like in most of the places that you're going and in most of the activities, there is loot that can drop. It doesn't quite feel like that in Beyond Light. If you can kind of rewind the clock and remember going into strikes going into nightfalls virtually nothing same with gambit and crucible so the seasonal weapons let's talk about those first they feature new perks like frenzy which is actually a nice perk it's it's damage reload focus we we know we want to kind of drift away from that i don't expect big tectonic shifts in the perk pool in a season i expect that in an expansion so i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of give them a pass here in the seasonal content if we're gonna get damage and reload perks i know i've been banging on that drum I'm going to allow it simply because it's a season and I don't expect big movements of the needle on different types of perks within a season. The fact that we're getting new ones that we've not had before is, I think, good enough for a $10 season. I also think rockets feel solid right now, uh, which, you know, makes the two new rocket perks, Impulse Amplifier and Lasting Impression, worth chasing. Impulse Amplifier gives you increased velocity and reload, and then Lasting Impression sticks the rocket to the enemy, and it gives it increased blast radius and damage. Now, usually blast radius brings some of the damage down, but it's kind of giving you both, maybe to offset one, you know, one to offset the other. Now, we don't have any testing done yet to see if, like, Lasting Impression can stack on top of impact casing because impact casing gives you increased damage on a direct hit if it's sticking to the enemy is that like taking away from impact casing we we don't know so and and keep in mind i wasn't running 
Grandmaster Nightfalls, I wasn't running a raid. I was just enjoying using rockets and content and not having them feel like absolute garbage. It also really helps when you have clown cartridge because every time I was reloading my Trials rocket, I always had two rockets. It felt really, really nice, especially because it was Void and Void Singe was on. Now, when you increase those things, you can land with the brand new rocket. Also, you can get the rocket that's associated with the Vanguard activities. They both can get you know, ampl- impulse amplifier, lasting impression, and that all on uh, on top of impact casing. Now, the sleepless rocket that was reissued for the Dreaming City cannot get that combination, but this creates, I think, a good seasonal drive. A lot of people are looking at really good rolls on the SMG and the rocket. Uh, the bow can get some pretty interesting things on it as well. The bow can get impulse amplifier. I don't know what that's going to look like on a bow. Uh, and then the sniper and the sidearm. So, decent amount of like a smattering of weapons there for seasonal. Nobody really likes linear fusion, so I, I would love to see some treatment there because there's not a lot of seasonal weapons. There's six, and one of them uh, is actually a really unappealing archetype right now. Linear fusions don't get a whole lot of play. Now, the biggest disappointment with loot for me was the Vanguard, Crucible, and Gambit weapons. They actually look great. We were looking at the bottom dollar. We were looking at the Royal Entry. I think that's the rocket launcher for Vanguard. We were looking at those this morning, and they feature really solid potential. They look cool, and they have good potential. The Vanguard rocket can get Impulse, Amplifier, Lasting Impression, and Impact Casing all in the same role. That might be a really, really strong rocket. Now... There's no direct way to chase them. And some people might say that's fine. It's a passive grind. And I will admit, my mindset when I was doing the content loop that I'm about to talk about, it was a little bit more tolerable knowing if I run strikes or I was even running the lowest level nightfall, there's a chance of something new dropping, okay? It did feel quite a bit better than running strikes and nightfalls and beyond light because there's possibly something that's going to drop. However, I don't think that feeling is going to persist and here's why. Each perk slot on these weapons, whether it's the Crucible, Gambit, or Vanguard, there is six possible perks in each of those final two lanes instead of just the normal six. It's not a glitch. It's not a bug. You can check this on light.gg. Light.gg. The Xeno class shotgun was this way last season and all of the playlist guns have been added with a ridiculous amount of permutations of perk combinations because it has double the perks in each of those lanes. So not only do you have a 1 in 4 chance, I say 1 in 4 because it might not drop and then if it does drop, there's three potential you know guns that can drop in any of these playlists. So for the Vanguard it's a pulse rifle, that Xeno class shotgun, and the rocket launcher I was just talking about. You have a 1 in 4 chance of it to even drop. Then, getting the role you want is virtually insurmountable. It's not going to happen. The, the, the idea that there's that many perks on them, I think, warrants a whole lot more generosity. Given the ridiculous amount of perks on these guns, I think one of them should drop every time you finish a strike or give us the ability to do a weapon boon where if something does drop, it's the rocket. So it doesn't need to drop every time, but at least let me dictate what is dropping. You got to do one or the other. Because people are like, well, if they drop too often, you're going to get your god rolls and stop playing. You have to understand, even if it drops every time, the chances of getting the roll you're chasing is absolutely ridiculously small, given how many perks are on these guns. There are no other guns like this in the game. Look to Garden of Salvation weapons as an example of when you shrink the perk pool, it helps you get the rolls that you want. These perk pools have been doubled, and I think that needs to be addressed for one simple reason. It's a part of the content loop. Let's talk about the content loop, okay? It's actually 
quite good, okay? Once you figure it out, that's the big caveat here. It's really confusing at first. It kind of baffles me why Bungie continues trotting out convoluted systems with 21 squares of perks, new terminology, new currency, new systems, just to get us into a rhythm of do this, then this, and get stuff. Like, that's essentially what they're trying to do. They're trying to get you into a rhythm, and that's what you're sort of enjoying, right? You check this box, then this box, then this box, and you're getting stuff all along the way. One of the biggest assets to their current content loop is that running Strikes, Nightfalls, Gambit, or Crucible is always laden with the idea that you might get one of the new weapons. While this certainly made me feel better about running old core activities, the longevity and the charm will fade given the lack of loot intentionality in those playlists. You're, I, I think in week 3 or 4, you're probably just going to be annoyed that that stupid Vanguard rocket launcher won't drop, or when it finally does drop, it has a garbage roll on it. That is an asset to this content loop. However, I think they need to look at intentionality or generosity within those respective playlists. The complete lack of explanation about how you raise your helm rank, how do you get more options for your umbrals, and why is using the hammer what charges it, what you slotting the medallion costs gold. It's just beyond me. It's super confusing. You run a core activity to get gold, you slot the medallion. That does not charge the hammer. That simply means the hammer can bust a chest. Using the hammer charges the hammer. That doesn't make any sense at all, but that's how it works. And then, once the hammer is charged, that's how you focus the umbrals, which umbrals and the recaster are completely disconnected from the battlegrounds activity because the, the, the umbral system is going to persist throughout the year. It's not something that is specifically tied to battlegrounds. So the system is so interwoven that many people were left unbelievably confused. They're like, what do I do and how do I do it? The only way to level up your helm is through the challenges. There's only three challenges that do it, so you're only going to get to level four in the first week. Well, nothing explains that. There's never, there's not any sort of like a walkthrough of how that works. Now, if you take the time to kind of look at everything, eventually it starts to make sense, but you feel like you're drinking from a fire hose. I think they need to refine some of these systems and make them a little bit more approachable. It feels like a patchwork of systems that were worked on independently and then kind of shoved together, and I think it just ends up confusing players before they hit a stride. Understand, I think the content loop is solid. I have a reason to go run core activities to get gold. While I'm running those core activities, it's okay because I'm not wasting my time like it was in Beyond Light. I might get something new. Once I'm done with that, I run Battlegrounds, and I might get something new at the end. Once I'm done with that, I go focus an Umbral. So it's a good mix of chance of drop and strikes, guaranteed item at the end of the Battlegrounds. You get an increased chance of items from the Red Chest. So there's multiple ways of loot delivery within this content loop, and I really, really like that. The flat tire is the core playlist lack of intentionality. Lastly, and and certainly kind of the least, at least right now, let's talk about the story very, very briefly. The story actually starts out fairly strong, albeit somewhat repetitive given that we've seen most of the opening cinematics from the trailer. They kind of already showed us the, the opening sequence and story. We kind of know what's coming. You know, big mean bald guy's not gonna bow down. Osiris gets a couple of good shots in there. 
you know, we kind of already saw all this. Now, the addition of uh, Saladin and his narration about the Cabal, I think, was a nice touch, even though the 30 FPS cutscenes just look super, super rough. And for the first time ever, the voice acting, I think, is noticeably weak. I feel the voice acting is not at the same level that it typically is. Maybe because it was rushed, maybe they're using different voice actors, I don't know. I don't think anything sounded as good as it typically does. Even Saladin and Crow feel a little bit different, maybe different voice actors, I'm not really sure. There is definitely an element of rough around the edges that you feel the minute you're in the helm. The first ever, by the way, first person perspective social space, it's a quasi tower location and you're running around with your gun out. It's not a normal uh, location for uh, for like social you know spaces. Uh, the bugs and the known issues continue to stack up, which is hopefully a symptom of the rebuild that we're playing in and not a long-term normalcy because it does seem like the, bu- the bugs and the glitches and stuff just are kind of t- piling up. Now, thankfully, the, the freezing on PC was addressed almost immediately. There's already been a Steam update. For now, the story serves as a decent backdrop and setting for why we're battling the Cabal across the system, but a true driving narrative like we got in Season of Arrivals or Season of Dawn seems to be lacking at the moment. While this focus is not really what we're supposed to be focusing on in the seasons, I'm curious if more is awaiting us or if story is taken a backseat seasonally. Apparently there's some leaked cutscenes, so don't go watch them, but I'm not going to be too too hard on them about weak story. That's not really why I buy a $10 season. They have done a better job with story cohesion and handing off story one to another. So I, I am pleasantly pleased and we're going to continue to kind of pick apart the different systems and the longevity of those systems and loot pools as the season progresses. But right now, I'm feeling good good about the season and it's doing what it needs to do giving us stuff to chase and a reasonable and good content loop to chase it so as always we're going to be doing more coverage of this if you want to make sure to subscribe to the channel do that if you're in the live audience don't go anywhere we got more to discuss and question and answer sessions to do if you're listening elsewhere please like share and subscribe listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my question and answer session that followed my talk at like first impressions of Season of the Chosen. We even have the poll up on screen. I wanted to know what people were going to be pursuing the most and the Nightfall weapons are beating seasonal weapons, but then core playlists and trials are kind of behind. If you want to catch these discussions and polls live, go to SNTRlive.com. That'll bring you to my YouTube channel where we do these every day. If you're a paying member, you can have your question show right up on the screen like this. So click the join button or use the join command if you you want to jump in and be a part of this uh gold magikarp says it currently takes four strikes and five battlegrounds to focus one tier three umbral can you see that loop hurting battlegrounds okay the content loop is slow now but it won't be slow later all right you will get to the point where uh, charging the hammer can happen. There's a chance for it to like charge twice. You can get more gold. You can get you know higher drop rates of gold. You can get gold from more areas. Uh, and then there's a chance of certain things happening like while you're in the battlegrounds. So, like once your table is all the way leveled up, I think this grind will slowly get more and more lucrative. Something Bungie, I think, is going to have to look at mid-season is how often the umbrals are dropping. I was running the strikes to get the gold and then running the battlegrounds to get the charges and I didn't even have umbrals to focus. That's kind of a broken 
that's a broken rhythm. I, I, I shouldn't be going into, I should not be running three strikes and three battlegrounds and being like, cool, my hammer's charged three times. I have one umbral. What? Like, they lowered the drop rate of umbrals, and I think they need to bring them back up again to be in line with this rhythm. Umbrals should be dropping on average every every completion of a playlist activity or a battleground. So that in the midst of all of this, you're always going back to the tower or the helm with more than enough umbrals to focus. They always mess up something somewhere with currency. There's always a bottleneck. And currently that feels like the bottleneck. It, it seems insane to me. Uh, to go into that many places and to not have umbrals dropping well. If it might be bad luck, I've had loads of umbrals so far. How do I get the lenses for the challenge? So the lenses come when you complete the challenge. They don't drop in the game world. Everybody was getting confused on that. You go to the focusing thing and it'll tell you how many kills you need to get you know, to satisfy some of them. Now some of them it says drops from the chest. I, I think those are just random drops. I, I don't know why they have it set up that way because I didn't get a single one, and I ran four or five battlegrounds. I don't know how many I need to run to get, like, one of those lenses to drop, but it says that they drop from the chest or whatever. Um, So, we'll, you know, we'll see, you know, where that ends up. I do think every time they get this set up, it's like there's always a bottleneck somewhere early in the season that kind of frustrates people. I think a full war table will make it four strikes and two battlegrounds. Right, you'll, you'll start to not have to do uh, as many. Right, right, right. I got a lens on my fifth run. Okay, you know, maybe I just need to do a couple more. The Those are the lenses once you get this activated. Right, some of the lenses you have to complete a challenge, right? Like, you have to get, uh, you know, so many kills with a sniper or something, or so many kills with a bow or a rocket. And some of them are literal drops, right? Some of them are drops, so. Trash season? Yeah, says the guy with the username asking people to subscribe to him. Hitman with the first question. Lono, in my opinion, I feel this season has shown that they are simply fresh out of ideas. Boring, uninspired activity that is snipped off portion of a strike, added three ball stations to explode, and a time-gated boss. Are we ready to admit Bungie is either on autopilot or totally fresh out of ideas? Here's the thing about this. I talked about this this morning. We're at a stage in the life of the franchise where that's what you're going to get in seasonal content. You're going to get a pretty straightforward content loop. It's 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 very similar to whenever you play more Diablo and they do a new season and you're going into the rifts or whatever. It's it, it it's going to be dungeon crawling. It's it's going to be mobs and bosses and loot dropping on the ground. This is Destiny. I don't think every three months you're going to get like miniature dungeons for your for your for your seasonal activity, right? Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think a lot of the times what people are doing is they're 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 basically not enjoying Destiny anymore, right? They're they're not enjoying Destiny anymore. It's in, in general, in general, they they can't continue to evolve the game for forever, right? Um, Subbing immediately, thank you. Uh, they, I, I don't know what people want Bungie to do. The strikes, nightfalls, 
uh, you know, seasonal events are going to be Destiny content loop. You land in the game, you kill some enemies, minor mechanical requirements, go to the next area, kill some enemies, minor mechanical requirements, go to the next area, and then kill the boss. Like, that's the Destiny content loop. Imagine if Destiny was Diablo and it was a dungeon crawler and you like, whoop, you like went above the map and looked at what was going on. That's what, that's what we're doing. We're, we're paying for more Destiny. Now, I'm not saying that they phoned it in sometimes. I, they phoned it in with the tower event and they phoned it in with the contact public event because it literally was come stand in this 50 yard radius and do the same thing over and over and over again. Vex Offensive, Sundial, Menagerie, Battlegrounds. The fact that they go in, in sort of a linear direction and they're like, you, it, it feels so much better. It feels like a more traditional Destiny content loop. And people were hard on Vex Offensive and people were hard on Sundial. And I'm like, I, I don't necessarily know what you expect from $10 content. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't get it. It's, it's ten dollars. It's ten dollar content. So it's like, w- w- what are they going to give you to to do that's going to be so innovative? Hitman says Vex Offensive just felt more like a dedicated activity, in my opinion. It was its own area and it felt slightly unique. Same with Sundial. I will. Here's the thing, Hitman. I will not deny that those felt more substantive. You have to understand. You have to understand that Sundial and Vex Offensive were being developed during the era where Bungie was able to put things on Vicarious Visions and High Moon Studios' plate. So remember, the year leading up to Shadowkeep, they still had High Moon and VV building stuff for them. So as soon as we get out from underneath Activision, the you know season of opulence was Vicarious Visions' swan song, and we get into Shadowkeep, okay? We get into Shadowkeep. And we get Vex Offensive and we get Sundial. The more distance that we've gotten from that shared bandwidth, the the more basic the content has become. Why? Well, because it's just Bungie now. It's just Bungie. And I gotta say, if this is the caliber of activity we're gonna get, I'm excited. I thought Contact Public Event and I thought the Tower Event, I thought those sucked. Now, I gave them a pass in Season of Arrivals because in Season of Arrivals, they had the giant sort of strike-like area they built for Interference, and you ran that every week. It changed a little bit. It crescendoed with the with the Court of Savathun. That was awesome, and that probably took up most of the time. So that gave me hope for this season. It's like they can build like really dope linear activities that, that, that are more like a traditional Destiny content loop. Thank you, Enrique, for hitting the the join button. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You're dope and deserve dope stuff. I appreciate that. Check this out. Chop got the code duello with... um, I don't know what that last perk is, but you got the one that increases the... uh, It increases the the velocity. Um, I don't know what the... I don't know what the... that That last perk is, though. Hitman has a second part to that. Where I acknowledge, okay, let me go to your second part of your question. Hitman says here, the old strikes are the best parts, and that's purely nostalgic. All these activities seem to get less and less inspired. The rest is repackaged ideas like the recast or ETC. Don't you feel by this point, Lono, what we see is what we get. We can kiss new innovation activities goodbye. 
and he expounds even more he says this is it i'm a fan through and through but i guess i just want a little more depth with the new activities i would just say right i would just say that the the expectations of the players should be tempered for every for an every 3 month every 3 month injection of content I cannot imagine the team size working on these seasons being in a position to really start to innovate. You know what I'm saying? Now you're asking for innovation. This is better than the Forges. I would say it's better than the Forges. It's better than Reckoning. It's not better than Menagerie. That was an entire dev company working on Menagerie. That's a little unfair to compare it to Menagerie. But I put this on the same level as Vex Offensive. I would actually put it above Vex Offensive because there's four different locations and four different sort of environments you're going to be in. Vex Offensive was the same thing every time. Yes, it was a dedicated location, but I actually think this is better than Vex Offensive. So what I mean when I'm comparing like this, I think it falls within the purview of how good a seasonal piece of content should be. I think it falls within within the, the spectrum of what I would expect. I think the worst things have been the tower public event and the contact public event because they literally drop something in inside inside the public space and you stay within a 50 yard area right so i I actually i actually thought that they this 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 gets the job done you know i to a certain point i don't think they can start making like another game like welcome to season of the chosen all the activities are, are bonkers and insane and brand new. And people are like, I don't understand. What is all this? What are we doing? It's still destiny at its core. Weezy says you essentially get a point zero 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 one zero nine seven chance to get a specific role in masterwork on any of the playlist weapons that have the 12 column perk pools like the pulse rifle. That's exactly why they should drop every single time. Even if they drop every single time, almost nobody's going to get a god roll. <laughs> almost nobody's going to get a god roll. At that point, dropping every time is just is just giving you the excitement of checking it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, because those are really bad odds. It's clear Luke Smith isn't going to lose his job, so it'll always be a casual cosmetic game. But if they keep up the new loot, then I'll be happy with it. I think a lot of the perks, if you look at the recaster and a lot of the stuff that they've added, you know, unique perks that can only drop in the dungeons, double perks if you upgrade the recaster, focusing for certain weapons, going for god rolls. None of that's casual at all. I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I never understand why people take that angle. There's 21 things to unlock on the helm, and then you have all those focusing things that have to be unlocked. None of that stuff is casual at all, and the incentives aren't casual either. Well, why am I going to do that? Well, you can focus it, and you can focus it and get an extra perk. Well, come on. That doesn't appeal to casuals in the least. You know? I gave you grief about having subscribe in your name, by the way, because you came in with, like, just a trashy negative take, and it's always annoying when people do that. Usually, it's just a drive-by troll, so you got a clap back. That's all. Like, I hate you you with a little clap back. It wasn't that serious. The point is, the point is, is I think most of the avenues they've set up, most of the avenues that they have set up in Season of the Chosen are not geared towards casuals. They're not. When can we expect sunset-worthy items? All I'm seeing are side grades, which I love in a non-sunset world, but not in a sunsetting environment. 
I gotta be honest with you, Eugene. I, I wasn't hoping... I, I didn't think we were gonna see any of that until Witch Queen. Or until we see new dungeons. Why do they think Luke Smith is the guy making the game casual? I have no idea. He's the, he's the Scarab Lord World of Warcraft player who tweets World of Warcraft references. Um... The grind this season doesn't feel casual at all. No, it's a lot. Like, I, there's there's a lot of steps. It's kind of confusing. Um, it's 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 kind of convoluted, you know. And and again, the motivations to do it all are not things that motivate casuals. <laughs> it's, it's it's not. Casuals are not motivated by focusing umbrals to get god rolls that have an extra perk. That's not a casual thing, like at all. <laughs> it isn't. So, I'm a lucky one. I got the new perks on the rocket. Oh, man. That's a joke, a literal joke, if that's true. I, I'm telling you, I just, I don't think they're going to do recluse level sunset stuff until we get into Witch Queen. I think, I think that's one of the reasons they're expanding their reward team. I think they have, like, a special team that they're like, okay, your job is to try to figure out how to bring greatness back to the tip of the pyramid I think Desperado on a trials weapon is the beginning of that I think that's the beginning of that I think giving somebody an adept 120 trials hand cannon with adept Icarus is the beginning of what you're talking about Eugene that 120 hand cannon from trials adept with adept Icarus could very likely be a weapon that does need to be sunset at some point it could be the beginning. Now, obviously, they, they didn't put much else in the game like that at the current juncture, but I don't expect that in a season. I just don't. It's it, it's a bummer, but and I try to tell people with the Deepstone Crypt that that was the case. I was like, there's, just not, there's not enough here, you know? I'm hoping, right? I'm hoping at this point we can't see the full loot pool of the weapons that drop in these dungeons, because I don't, I'm not seeing any updated perks. It's, 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 I don't know. It's like if you get it in the world drop, it's the same gun that it used to be. So it's not been reissued with new perks. I don't think the API is right. I think what we're seeing is the world drop perk pool and we can't see the dungeon perk pool. So Desperado's not sunset worthy. It depends. Nobody's used the weapon yet. I think they received the way re, the way received sunsetting has scared them off making a recluse level weapon. They might be afraid of the backlash of giving something amazing just to take it right back from us. I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a darned if you do, darned if you don't situation. If they do start giving sunset like like worthy loot, like stuff at the level of the recluse, that might honestly add fuel to the fire of anger because people were like, "This thing's amazing! How dare you take it away from me?" Light GG fixed the pools. It's pretty spot on. When did they fix the pools? Because when I went there, I mean, I'm, I'm literally going to do this in the middle of Q&A. Because when I went there and I looked at the, I looked at the the Waking Vigil, that's the Retold Tale perk pool. Yeah, but okay, my question for you is, Wheezy, what in there, what in there only drops in the, in the, in the dungeon? The Waking Vigil, okay? What here is dungeon only? There's six per lane. There's nothing unique. That's a normal gun roll right there for the waking vigil. There's nothing here that indicates like now the curated roll can get no the curated roll can't get can get things that are in on the on the main rolls. I don't understand what's going on. Dual loader, lead from gold, and surplus is my guess. So what you think? 
the bottom three so you think okay so if I go for the waking vigil in the dungeon I can get a rapid hit kill clip or a rangefinder kill clip or a rapid hit vorpal so the bottom three are dungeon only and the top three are the world pool so the old perks quick draw slide shot and field prep see the problem with that wheezy is that is not what they told us that they're doing if you go for those guns in the public space and they drop and they can't get the bottom three perks then they did not tell us the truth those weapons are being reissued with new perks and then they said in addition to that there'll be perks that only can drop in the in the dungeon so if they reissued them with the same exact perks but less and then the, only the new ones can be gotten in the dungeon that is not what they told us so it's possible this is literally the version they can drop in the wild and we don't even know what's possible from the dungeon yet because I don't know maybe they somehow have it hidden I don't know how they would do that I, I truly don't killing wind is a new perk yeah killing wind and surplus are new and then what I think Vorpal and Disruption Break are new to this weapon as well, to the Waking Vigil. Blasphemer doesn't match that theory. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. It's like, okay, so is it only... So it, th- that again, that doesn't line up. If only the new perks can drop in the dungeon, that doesn't line up with what they told us. What they told us is reissued with new perks, and then when you go into the dungeon, there are there are other perks that can only be gotten there. So if the new perks you guys are rattling off, right? Killing Wind, um, uh, Kill Clip, Vorpal Surplus. If the new ones can only drop in the dungeon... Then the vigil dropping anywhere else is a reissued gun with identical perks, and that's not how it's supposed to work. None of those perks are worth being excluded to the dungeon. I I agree. I think the only one that I looked at that felt like okay, I might actually go for that. What's the what's the rocket? Is the rocket the heretic? Yeah, the heretic. The heretic can roll with impact casing and then you can get impulse amplifier and lasting impression so you can get what we think might be one of the newer god rolls for rockets we don't know what lasting impression and impact casing are going to do to each other they might one might cancel out the other killing wind rapid hit rangefinder surplus vorpal disruption break kill clip are all new but i had a rangefinder drop so i don't know how this even works I, I think that the perks in the dungeon, we can't see them yet, maybe. I don't know. Alpha says, I just dropped Killing Wind Dragonfly Scout from the Ascendant Challenge, so Killing Wind isn't dungeon-specific. Dungeon okay, so you're talking about the Vouch Safe, right? Okay, the Vouch Safe. I, I can't freaking spell, dude. And I think if you if you clean it up here, yeah, it doesn't work. I have to like type over top of stuff. It's really, really hard. Okay, so the vouch safe. So you got a killing wind dragonfly. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense because killing wind is a new perk. I I don't know. The only thing I could think is maybe the perks all the way at the bottom. Maybe they reserved like surplus and vorpal. Maybe it's the perks all the way down here. Because if it's the perks all the way down there. That would be Thresh and Surplus. 
on this I, I just don't know that just seems really stupid surplus and vorpal on the vigil I got a I got okay I got a vigil from shattered throne this morning with rapid hit vorpal okay again I don't know congrats on the 45k subs well, yeah well hopefully it stays every time we get a rollover on sub count we lose it <laughs> so I don't really celebrate him anymore look up the blasphemer I mean, we can look them up all day long. There's no way to really know unless unless Bungie comes out and says, uh, oops, it's... It's Blasphemer, uh, not Blasphemer. Yeah, the Blasphemer can get Osmosis, Thrash, Surplus, all kind of stuff. I don't know. I got one for all in the final comment on the Waking Vigil in the dungeon yesterday. Doesn't show it in the API. Okay, Viking, are you able to get us a picture of that to prove it? Can you get into the Discord and get us a picture? Okay, so Viking is saying that they got a Waking Vigil with one for all, and one for all is not pictured here. Something something exclusion worthy would be like Vorpal on the Blasphemer, but it's not in the perk pool. Uh, Light GG did update. I mean, he's got a waking vigil with the perk that I can't see here. So, we potentially, potentially, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if those perks aren't viewable because light.gg doesn't know how to read them. They might be slotted in a certain way, right? He keeps saying, but wrong like a bone. It isn't a femur. I don't don't know what you're talking about. Wasn't Dragonfly an old curated vouch safe? I just checked dim, and now my vouch safe has Dragonfly in both columns. Oh, that's really, really weird. Um, so, somebody's got a waking vigil with one for all, and one for all is not on Light GG. So for now, we don't have we don't have the full picture. I don't think. Joseph Young, does the confusion of the content loop get a pass due to the confusion being mainly on the names of location and materials? The confusion isn't in the doing of the actual process. Well, I mean, I actually think that they also don't do a great job explaining it. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say that it was it was super straightforward, you know. Um, say blasphemy? What's wrong with saying blasphemy? I'm saying it right. Uh, the... Yeah, I, 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 I fault them for not really explaining it. It was really, really backwards. Do we have proof? Yeah, I was asking Viking if he could get into the Discord to provide us proof. Um, he's here all the time, though. That'd be a really, really weird thing to lie about. Um, I can confirm, Old Vouchsafe does have Double Dragonfly. Weird. Uh, a Blasphemer is one who commits blasphemy. Blasphemer, you're over-anticipating the E. Blasphemer? Blas... No. Blas- blasphemer. Oh, I'm saying femur like a bone. Blasphemer. He's a blasphemer. Come on, man. Here we go. I, I have no problem doing this in the middle of a recording. Uh, let's see. Blasphemer. Pronunciation. Here we go. You ready? These freaking commercials on a channel that's going to say the word blasphemer out loud for me. Come on. Blasphemer. 
thanks for admitting that you're wrong all right next question again from joseph young the idea that they they didn't really walk you through the process i also think that the terminology is weird we charge the hammer by using it that just was really odd too i thought i was charging the hammer by putting gold into it you know it it, it's it's one of those things where what i said my video is what i said my video is it's it's not that it's confusing once you're doing it right it's not that it's confusing once you're doing it it's that getting to the understanding is just confusing and for the player you don't want them to feel that like day one day one first hour of the content what is going on here right what's happening you know lono did go to religious school we don't really talk about that (laughs) Uh, i'll go to my corner but i do not accept this reality back to q a that's right how do i get into the discord use the discord command and then once you're in there make sure and sync your discord account you go to your user settings connections connect it with your youtube uh and then you can get all the benefits in there so uh different videos have different pronunciations i'm sure there are a variety of pronunciations of the word so that you can't say one is wrong like if there's a, a range of pronunciations you know what i mean like paper route somebody might say paper root both both pronunciations exist one is not correct you know i say paper route my daughter says paper root because she was listening to henry huggins and in henry huggins audiobooks they call it a paper route um so there you go um i don't call a trout a fish i don't call it a trout so i look at that diphthong and i say it's route um whatever uh anyway um yeah next question next question amu point says if the low population in trials due to the low engagement of pvp as a whole season 13 is among us and there is still no reason for me to hit max rank and comp except for materials with no weapons or armor to masterwork this is one of the reasons right this is yeah do you call a router a router come on uh <laughs> Greg calls a router a router. I actually never heard that. Um, anyway, the the grind for comp is lacking. One hundred percent. It's one hundred percent lacking. And what they have done to Zavala is a great start, but that's all it is. Okay, there needs to be a consistent delivery of loot for those levels it up like materials is nice especially if you're trying to masterwork stuff but outside of that it's just not it's just not substantive enough so i would continue to really hit home the fact that like if they're going to do things with the vendors it needs to be related to loot like we were just talking about a little bit ago like if you're running comp every comp game ends you should get that sidearm sniper or that pulse rifle to drop those are the three weapons unique to crucible that are dropping the purple scout the little red uh, sidearm and that really cool red and black sniper now looks kind of like the ldr that one of those should be dropping every time you finish and maybe in comp your drop rates are are doubled sometimes because you're in the you're in the harder playlist or the more competitive playlist i don't know trials is in a great spot with loot we'll see what that does to the player base numbers because the loot's actually people want it people want a desperado pulse people want that hand cannon it's a 120 and they want to get it with a depth icarus like those are going to be things you're going to see people going for i don't know if that's going to be enough to re-salvage the player base numbers we'll have to wait and see 
Joseph Young. How important is the story for you to be interested in the season? Is it something that hypes you up for the season, or do you see a semi-important backdrop? I kind of a bit of both. I want it to be more of a backdrop, but I also like when it's a good focus and it feels cool. I did think that the, you know the dialogue and the trailers and and having uh, you know Kaitiel or Keitel or whatever her name is. I thought that was cool, right? You know, it sets a cool tone. But after that, I'm good, man. I just want to get into the content loop. Chaos Phoenix got a bottom dollar with surplus Dragonfly, and it slaps in PvP PvE. Please don't underestimate the gun, despite it not being a debt. God bless. Oh, I want it, dude. I think it looks dope. Um. Anyway, yeah, I, I, I um, I, it's a bit of both for me. I did really, really like what they did with interference and arrivals. I thought that was better storytelling. Um, than what we got with I liked the dialogue that we got with Elsie Bray and Anna Bray the stranger and Anna uh, or Anna sorry I watched too much Frozen with my kiddos uh, Anna Bray and, and Elsie the stranger and Anna Bray I thought the dialogue was good but I thought the delivery was terrible it was, you're just standing there like it feels like you're just eavesdropping on like a family conversation it's like kind of awkward it's like uh, do you guys want me to go what, what's happening here uh, and the dialogue with Clovis was cool too I thought what they did in the rivals was really solid. So I'm not against it, right? I'm not against it, but at the same time, you know, if it's not happening, I'm not too big, you know, I'm not too concerned. Side note, after running that pulse rifle numbers, I think it's fair to say that the nightfall weapons should also be generous as F at the specific difficulty. The drop isn't as bad, but it's still terrible. Yeah, Bungie just needs to stop being so scared of giving us stuff. I just feel like they're too scared. I don't know. They got they got to figure out they got to figure out what they want to do with loot because I just I constantly feel like they're scared to give us <laughs> to give us what we want. Uh, Dracus Pander. Hi Lono. Why does Bungie continue to make descriptions so opaque? The frenzy perk has several aspects without any concrete numbers to base decisions on efficacy. It seems easily solvable. Yeah, and then they they buffed you know, the thunder crash greatly, the exotic buffs it greatly or whatever. What does that mean? Yeah. I, I, the frenzy perk has potential, but I do not understand it. I'm literally going to need a YouTuber to make a video, uh, to explain it to me. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, I see it is working, but then I'm like, but why, what did I do? I'm in combat and it's working. I'm in combat, and it's not working. I, I just don't know. It's it's odd, you know. Frenzy's twenty percent damage, by the way. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. Gary, is the reemergence of reload damage perks Bungie's way of apologizing for sunsetting? I thought they wanted to move away from outlaw kill clip and feeding frenzy rampage type roles by sunsetting them. No, that was a theory that Dado put out there, and his theory, sadly, I was hoping he was right. Sadly, he's wrong. Um, they continue to trot out damage and reload perks. Um, Deepstone Crypt is proof of that. All of these weapons are proof of that. Frenzy's proof of that. Um, yeah, you know, I, I was hoping he was right. I was like, yeah, sunset all the damage reload perks, and let's move in a direction with elemental perks, you know stuff that's exciting, stuff that's new, stuff that's fresh, stuff we've never done before, and uh, that's not what they're doing. Um, it's it, That is probably one of the elements of what I've seen so far that uh, is disappointing. Um, you know, I, I, I find it to be disappointing for, for, for that reason, because I, I do, I think it hinders 
I just realized my my extension was making the, the pole look really stupid. You know, I I think it hinders. I think it really hinders that that sense of like, why do I want to chase this stuff? And it, it feels like as as Eugene was saying a little bit ago, it feels like side grades. Um, I like where the season is at currently, but they, man, they've I just that is one of the biggest needs in the weapon department is we need a weapons 2.0 uh and not only do we need a weapons 2.0 we need the perks to get a kick in the pants as well you know uh a coup de papa while the new perks aren't exactly uh taking to the next level do you think it's a good step toward making new weapons like recluse I mean, we're getting glimpses of what might be that. Like I said a little bit ago with like the, the Adept Hand Cannon, Desperado on a Pulse, some of these rocket perks. I mean, rockets might become kind of nuts if you get God Rolls on them. The lack of directional pursuance of the, the, the rockets is probably going to be pretty frustrating. Um, well, I guess you could do the Umbrals for the Seasonal Rocket, though, and try and get one. Um, so side grades are fine in a non-sunsetting world, just to be clear. Right, sunsetting, even in a sunsetting world though, Eugene, you were eventually going to be side grading, and this is what I mean. Let's imagine, okay, let's imagine the Deepstone Crypt went nuts, and there was there was a bunch of weapons in there that were crazy. There's what, six weapons, and they're all nuts, right? Witch Queen's going to roll around and have a raid that, for all intents and purposes, is supposed to kind of replace all those weapons at the top. It's supposed to kind of slide those off because they get sunsetting and those slide in. That's a side grade. You're still side grading. You're just doing it at the upper echelon. You're uh, you're at the tip of the pyramid. You're side grading. You're side grading your recluse in your mountaintop for an auto rifle and a grenade uh, and a shotgun that are equally insane and awesome and kind of serve the same purposes that those two guns did. Do you see? It's like if recluse and mountaintop were nine out of ten weapons and they get sunset, and Bungie puts in a couple more 9 out of 10 weapons, you're still going from a 9 to a 9. Right now we're going from 7s to 7s. It's like it's a 7, here's a 7, another 7, this one's a 7.5, this one's almost an 8, but we're always in the same area. But the side grading from a recluse mountaintop is fine in a sunset world. Right, because you understand they're limiting the viability of the weapons because they're so crazy, and that's why you accept it. That's exactly right. This is one of the reasons I was so hard on the Deep Stone Crypt weapons. People thought I was being negative. They're like, Lono, they're best in slot. What are you talking about? They're good weapons. And I'm like, no, they're boring. We are supposed to be getting weapons that are tickling the ceiling. They're like right at the top. They're nuts. We're like, I can't believe Bungie made this. And then we go, well, they are sunsetting. And this is kind of, this is, this is what we get. You know, they're sunsetting, but look at the awesomeness we get. That's supposed to go hand in hand. They should be at the level of a loaded question, a Luna's, uh, you know, a, a, a breakneck. At the very least, those are those are weapons that are that are at the at least they're near the ceiling. You know, thank you, uh, Cali King. I appreciate that. So, I, it, right now, they've simply done sunsetting. This is the best way to make Eugene's point. They've just done sunsetting. They've not done the other part. They're like, hey, we sunset. Cool. Where's the crazy weapons? Yeah, we don't have them yet. Here's a bunch of weapons that are basically kind of like what you used to chase. Okay, then why did you sunset? 
Look at how many vacancies you created. What are you doing? This is Eugene's point consistently. He feels they put sunsetting in before they were ready. It's hard to disagree. It's kind of hard to disagree. It's like you just sunset for the sake of sunsetting. Oh, by the way, you just reissued eight weapons. No, 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 no. You reissued 12 weapons. 12. Eight. Four from Moon. Four from Dreaming City. And then four year one weapons have been reissued. Okay, okay. You sunset 21. You reissued 12. What What in the frick's going on? Like, what? what's the point? Now, I was always in favor of sunsetting. Even before they made the recluse argument, I said the weapon pool is getting too bloated. They need to trim it down. Unfortunately, they trimmed down virtually three years worth of loot. <laughs> and everyone was like, what in the world's going on? You trimmed down almost three years worth of loot and you added 28 weapons. This is why I feel like this year is going to slowly build in quality. There'll be more and more going on, more and more to chase, more and more to do. But at this point, sunsetting feels like a formality. Well, we had to. Okay, where's all the dope stuff? Temper with the next question. Not sure if you've done the 1270 version of Sepix, but holy enemy density, it's wild. Do you think these two strikes missed the mark in terms of dopamine, uh, dopamine rush as opposed to the old D1 strikes? I, I got news for you. Saber Strike and Devil's Lair are going to be terrible grandmasters. I'm just going to I'm just going to break that news to you right now. They're going to be awful because they weren't built for it. They weren't built for it at all. The size of the rooms, how much you have to expose yourself to damage, they're going to be terrible. Um, grandmasters are bad content, and those strikes are going to prove it. Glassway proves it. Um, no, uh, we're we're going to be stuck on this debate for a really long time for the duration of this year, right? Because they're going to keep doing it. They're going to keep shoving strikes into the game that make grand masters literally terrible, awful, garbage level content. People are going to look for aggro cheeses. Where can we go to cheese the aggro? Where can we go to hide? They are going to be truly awful. They were never built for what you're going to be going in there to do. And I got news for you. They were probably bringing these over to Destiny 2 before Grandmasters were conceived of. Because I don't see a single piece of groundwork in any of the design decisions that are like, oh yeah, this will work for Grandmaster. No, it's going to be awful. The rooms are small. The enemies are on top of you. You have spawn points all around you. It's, it's, I'm telling you, it's going to truly, truly expose just how bad Grandmasters are. Just friggin' wait. The more, listen, I'm actually okay with this. The more they add strikes that expose how bad Grandmasters are, the more pressure there is on Bungie to cut the crap and get rid of this idea of like, no, 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 12 negative modifiers in a contest modifier. No, that's perfectly fine for strikes that were designed seven years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. It's fine. A one-size-fits-all, you know, determination of false difficulty can totally work on, on, on stuff that was designed almost a decade ago. Get the frick out of here. Design something worth playing. Like, design something worth playing. I had a blast in Devil's Lair yesterday. So fun. Nightfall, kind of tough. Not a lot of negative modifiers. Got to kind of pay attention, you know? And when I went to the next one, I was like, ugh. Ugh. I see champions. I see 
burns i see match game and i'm like I, well <laughs> i don't want to do that where's the fun where are the positive modifiers where modifiers are supposed to modify how you play the game and they're not they're damage pain deterrence they're stupid whoever is in charge of modifiers i don't like you you have completely jettisoned what made modifiers cool in destiny one they're terrible now it's some masochist who's like what kind of pain can we cook up why don't we make the enemies throw more grenades why don't we make environmental damage kill them faster (laughs) this is hilarious it's it's awful they're terrible they're not modifiers their engagement deterrence just how much pain do you want to sign up for it there's nothing fun about it you don't look at the negative modifiers and think huh i could really spec into this this week and that might be kind of fun that might feel very strong no you look at it and you're like oh my gosh no i'm not doing that that's terrible they're not modifiers anymore you should rename them It's, it's, they're, they're, they're terrible whoever is the project lead on strikes, nightfalls, and modifiers needs a total like a, a total redirection of philosophy and vision because it's friggin terrible and these Destiny 1 strikes that are supposed to bring back the nostalgia they're going to just spit in your eye it's going to be truly terrible do you think that modifiers fail because they're general rather than specific to the strike I mean that's yeah that's one reason why it modifies how you play by hiding in cover. In Destiny 1, modifiers made you change your loadout. When we got Airborne, Arcburn, and Specialist, we would go jump in the air and melt Fogoth. And it was super, super fun. We changed our loadout. It modified what we did. Instead of saying, you're going to want to hide. It is some of the worst content in destiny period it is terrible it's sloppy it's lazy it shouldn't even be in the game and people defend it because they think it's cool that they're like one of eight people that has the con- the, 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 the the title it it is terrible content stop defending it it's bad you run two religiously the whole season and avoid the rest like the plague would you feel better if they added positive modifiers to work with the negative ones to push players into playing in a certain way? Yes. It wouldn't be this dissonant scale slant of like, everything's against you. Just run a well in a bubble and hide like a pansy. You're a god killer. You went to the Ascendant Realm and killed Oryx himself, but, you know, you're going to hide from dregs. So... Would a strategic repositioning of the enemies help instead of crapping on the player with negative modifiers? I mean, there's a handful of things you could do in that vein, Awesome Sausage. I, I, th- th- that requires them to virtually make a different strike, though. And at that point, I understand why they don't do it. I, g- I get it. I understand why they don't do that. How do you make it better but keep the challenge? I think contest modifier is fine because it maintains an urgency and you can't be lead-footed. You gotta, you, you can't be the lead-footed dum-dum and stand there. You're going to die. You got to move around. I think contest keeps a level of urgency. 
I think you do three negatives and three positives. That's all you need. That's all you need. We need one match made nightfall. We need one non-match made nightfall. And the non-match made, there's three negatives and three positives. Okay? And the, and the match made one, there's two positives and two negatives. Simplify the whole friggin' process. It's just... It's all over the place. It doesn't even make any sense. Grandmasters turns Destiny into Division. I've titled multiple times and I hate them. By their logic, we should make this foot race more difficult for the runners. Should we alter the course and change the terrain? No, let's break their feet. (laughs) Yeah, let's tie their shoes together. I just laughed out loud during a medical screening when I heard hide from dregs was like, what's so funny? I just replied, you wouldn't get it. <laughs> uh, I'm happy for you, Wolvie. All right, finding chemo with the, uh, with the next uh, with the next question. Uh, at first, I was upset at the fact that Bungie removed weekly bounties and lowered XP payout, but now I've seen how much XP you get from the season challenges. Do you think that this should have been the way forward or should there be another system? I like the challenges a whole lot more than I thought I was going to bounties are now not even on the radar I don't even know I I still think bounties suck challenges are fine but that's not going to distract me from the fact that you still haven't made bounties better made me spit out my drink you're a god killer and we hide from dregs yeah Difficulty like Grandmasters works in the division because you're given a solid toolkit of defensive abilities. Cover, cover to cover moves, medkits, ETC. I have always drawn a parallel to a Souls game. A Souls game can punch you in the mouth because you can block parry and laterally dodge. You cannot do that in Destiny. High levels of damage output and really, really fast insta-death time to kill for the player only works if you can mitigate that pain. We can't mitigate the pain. We avoid it. There is a huge difference. Blocking, parrying, and lateral dodging empowers a player to face insane levels of damage output. Why? Because if you're playing correctly, you're mitigating block, parry, roll. You're mitigating the damage. We don't mitigate damage in Destiny. We avoid it. So you just sit back and try to avoid aggro reach. And if you peek, boom, you're dead. Like, it's not a game. The game is not built for it. It isn't built for it. It's so backwards. I get super ramped up on this because it's like it, the game is literally not built for this. You, you, you've you've applied modifiers and a damage threshold and an environment in, in, into content that was never designed for this. Yeah, or we absorb it. Yeah, you either face tank or avoid. That's pretty much it. Right. Yeah, avoid or brute force. Right, you face tank or you avoid. Face tanking's not really possible. You just insta-die in most of these environments. Robert Jones, the older dungeons receive new loot, but they are grindable. Are they grindable like prophecy? Should grindable dungeons be the standard? Does anybody know the answer to this? Right? Um, does anybody know the answer to this? Are you, are you able to continually run the Shattered Throne or the Pit of Heresy and get drops? Or is it on the weekly lockout? Because somebody said earlier they got a waking vigil. It was Viking. I don't know if Viking ever came into the Discord to try to share the picture. Um, Claimed that they got one for all on their waking vigil. In redoing Pit literally right now, and it's not dropping stuff, just Cabal Gold. Okay, 
that is an update I would like to see them change then. Prophecy set a great standard. Deepstone Crypt has a good standard. I believe that Pit of Heresy and the Shattered Throne should be repeatable. That needs to be an update at some point in this season. Um, what's funny is I look at the Grandmaster Nightfall titles the same way I look at Dredgen. Cool. Yeah, it's like, cool, good for you, man. You're crazy. You're crazy, bro. Alright, Orn. What is your opinion on a D1 weapon like Shadow Price being stuffed into the energy slot? Um, I hate it because we shouldn't have kinetic energy weapon disparity. I think it's stupid. I think it's forced and unnecessary. All primaries should be equal. All primaries should have elements. Ship it. It solves so many vacancy problems. Let us change elements the way we change affinity. Make it costly. That fills vacancy problems. And then you're more, in, you're more empowered to create really really dope elemental perks yeah you can repeat prophecy for weapons yes prophecy is repeatable once what you you can only get stuff to drop that has already dropped though so like your first couple times in prophecy if you if you don't get the shotgun drop it's not going to drop that week so um no you're all right no the door just sticks so the um yeah i hate i absolutely hate it i i don't i think the weapon i really do i think the weapon system is one of the single biggest hindrances to bungie's loot system i think it is a giant shackle and no one sees it no one sees it every primary should be equal and there should they should have elements on them and you should be able to shuffle things around. You should be able to put primaries and and sh- and things where you want. Like if I okay, an example. If I want to run the raid hand cannon with a new fusion rifle or a wave frame grenade launcher, I should be able to do that. There's nothing game breaking about that, but I can't. If I want to run any of these energy primaries, there is a teeny tiny smattering of kinetic secondaries I can use. None of which are wave frame grenade launchers or fusion rifles or even some of the trace rifles. I think trace rifles are really really fun. I think the weapon system is literally in a straight jacket and on the back of it is written double primary year one. It's still the remnants of double primary from year one looming over the over the, the weapon system and shackling it to unnecessary restrictions. It's stupid. You let us change elements in year one. You're throwing elements on primaries that are virtually identical. Do you remember the Tangled Shore weapons? Do you remember the two identical pulses? One was red, one was green. The two identical auto rifles, one was red, one was green. I think one shot faster than the other. What, what, what are you doing? What a waste of time. You make, you're making two versions of the weapons in those situations? Why? You could have made way more weapons. But instead, you're like, well, we need two versions of this scout. We need two versions of this because it's... We, one's elemental and one's kinetic. What the frick? Why? It doesn't make any sense. I'm telling you, if you look at the weapon system and you start trying to solve the problems of loot, archetypal vacancies, and not enough loot, one of the single greatest hindrances is the stupid kinetic energy weapon disparity and that primaries can't have elements. What? Osmosis proves that wrong. It's not going to break anything. They gave us osmosis. It's like, what are you talking about? I can literally turn my kinetic into an elemental weapon. What, what, this isn't breaking anything. 
What do elements even do? All they do is pop shields a little bit faster. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Reaper. Helm reminds me of the Division 2's base of operations. It could be upgraded. What's your take on this, and do you think they might keep building on an after season of The Chosen? It might be sort of the Vanguard Tribute Hall. It's possible. It's possible. I really do think that there should be um, ammo boxes there. <laughs> like we got in... Uh, like we got in tribute hall. That was really, really nice. I it kind of makes sense for Helm to be there. It's like we're going there to prepare for battle. Um, primaries can have elements. You mean kinetics? Oh, Wheezy, I will, I will slap you. Yes, you know what I mean. I said get rid of the disparity between kinetic and energy and put pro- and put elements on every primary. That's what I said. It's pretty clear. I, I think that that's a huge hindrance to the to, to the weapon system. And let us change the elements. Make it costly the way changing affinity is costly if it's fully masterworked. You just filled in so many archetypal vacancies with the click of a button. Happy Gengar. Why with every season does Bungie add so many new currencies? It seems that repurposing or not needing them entirely would be less confusing. I, I, tr- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This might be the problem of having different teams work on different stuff. They just, they're like, well, we got to self-contain this, you know? I think the problem is that osmosis was not sought, was not a sought perk in Bungie's mentality. People don't use it, so they must not like it. People don't use it because they have to throw a grenade and then all of a sudden your kinetic doesn't do the same critical damage so it starts to feel weaker. The disparity between a kinetic primary and an energy primary is unnecessary. It's unnecessary. It's stupid. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Well, this primary can pop shields faster if they happen to be the same element and it does less critical damage because, you know, that's a huge benefit. What? It doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> That's a fair trade. That's a fair trade. Doggone it, a few less bullets because it's arc and then the shield pops. Yeah. That is worth losing some critical damage for sure. <laughs> Come on. Uh last question from Orn. Do you think high level ordeal grandmaster? Arion, Arion, par, par, what the heck did you type here? With hard mode raids or harder? How would you keep them hard but make them better for players because current normal strikes are so easy? Uh, strikes are supposed to be easy. Public space, lost sectors, all that's supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be hard. You know? Here's how you get a good hard mode of anything you design the hard mode first. And then you scale it down to normal. Oh, our our ordeal grandmasters are they on par with hard mode raids or harder? No, grandmasters are way harder than any hard mode raid I've ever played in my entire life. There's not a single raid or hard mode raid that is as challenging as a grandmaster nightfall, because the because the hard raids in Destiny 1 weren't designed by morons they were designed by a really good raid team that designed hard first for King's Fall and then ratcheted it down for normal I, I, I don't know what I don't know what team of team of Neanderthals came up with Grandmasters but it's not the brilliant minds of the difficulty spectrum of Destiny 1 raids <laughs> no they're not on par Grandmasters are a trash heap of nonsense and the, the hard raids in Destiny 1 were thoughtful and perfect. All hard mode raids needed in Destiny 1 was Contest Modifier, and they'd be, and they'd be perfect. 
they would maintain the threat of the enemy they would maintain the sense that this is an environment where you you have to be on your a game you can die quickly and the enemies are tough there's a toughness to them not bullet sponges but they're tough right contest mode brings an intensity that if that that intensity evaporates the minute you're over leveled nothing is a threat to you (laughs) what's that oh i'm getting shot bam you're dead bam 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 Oh no, I'm getting shot. <laughs> it's all the intensity leaves the minute you're at level. So if you'd go back and put contest mode in those Destiny 1 raids when they were hard and they had the challenges, I think that'd be the perfect recipe for challenging content. You're spinning a lot of mechanical plates. You have to be aware of the enemies. There's room for clutches because they don't have the stupid res timer nonsense. The, the end game challenge philosophy in Destiny right now is in the worst state that it has ever been. Res timers are horrible and Grandmasters are a joke. The best version of, of, the ga- of the content we get right now is people who solo flawless a dungeon. Do you want to know why that's the best challenging content in Destiny? Because it's designed for that. They design a dungeon from the very beginning to be solo flawless. That right now is the best endgame content in Destiny. If you want a challenge that's sensible, fair, and good, and rewarding, you get a cool emblem. Solo flawless dungeon is the best endgame content in Destiny. And I don't even do it. Grandmasters are terrible, and raids get shortchanged by only having normal mode. And mods that you don't need because normal mode is a joke after you're at level. So every raid needs a hard mode with contests turned on. So you might consider using the guns and the mods that give you in in raid perks. I think guns need to have intrinsic perks like Oracle Disruptor and Vault of Glass. So while you're gearing up in normal, you know that you're preparing for hard mode. Hard mode should have worthy loot inside of it. And contest mode should be on. So you feel motivated to get those marginal benefits from the armor and the guns. You feel as if you're going up a spiral staircase of difficulty. You're gearing up to go up. Gear up to go up. That's how spiral staircase grinding should work in games like this. Bungie creates circles. They don't create spiral staircases. You're like, run the raid until I get all the loot. Cool, now what do I do with it? Well, who gives a crap? I don't need the mods. It's not hard. It's easy now. I'm at level and I got all the god rolls. And then you leave that circle instead of gearing up to go up. You're gearing up, you're getting the guns and the armor, intrinsic perks, and you're going up into hard mode. Strong disagree, no weapon should have limitations by perk to where it's the most effective. Raid perks are wasted perks. No, I said Oracle Disruptor. It was intrinsic. Now, you're right if you're talking about Kingsfall weapons, because Kingsfall weapons had Cocoon. Cocoon supplanted a perk slot, and that was stupid. I think raid should have intrinsic perks on the guns. It doesn't it's still a god roll everywhere else. You would take your god roll and it would be a god roll best in slot legendary. But when you go on the raid, it's got an intrinsic perk. That's what Oracle Disruptor did. Oracle Disruptor did not take away from the roll on the gun the way that Cocoon did in Kingsfall. Oracle Disruptor was just a benefit when you were in Vogue. Outside of Vogue, Fatebringer and Vision of Confluence were still top shelf amazing legendary weapons. That's how it should work. What do you mean? Trials gets adept weapons. What are you talking about? You can go get an adept 120 hand cannon right now and put adept Icarus on it. That's that's friggin' huge. And raids? Raids don't have anything like that on the guns. An intrinsic perk? That's, come on. 
what are the chances we go back to those days I'm not talking about what are the chances I'm talking about how to do it I'm, I'm, I'm talking about what the ideal end game should look like it should look like a spiral staircase that's what it should look like good end game philosophy is you design hard first you design dungeons to be solo flawless that's the best end game content in destiny good end game content is not well slap a bunch of negative modifiers on it and uh, yeah I mean we know we designed this strike seven years ago but let me just see how it goes well what do I get uh currency and a chance at a, at a weapon what they got a lot of they got a lot of ways to go on the end game right now season of the chosen solid loot solid content loop but they got to fix number one agency in the playlist, and they got to they got to address the fact that the end game is is really, in my opinion, it's in a bit of a shambles. They made good moves with Deep Stone Crypt with player agency, but then there's nothing beyond it. There's no hard mode. The challenge is, pfft, what's a challenge do anyway? A, ch- a, ch- a, ch- a challenge just gives you another chest, you know. All right. I want to move on and eat and jump into the game. So if you're in the live audience, don't go anywhere. If you're listening elsewhere, you can always join us at sntrlive.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe.